UGC. Outdated or essential? Cut through the noise and reveal the truth with our free ebook created in collaboration with VideoWise. Learn proven strategies to encourage customer reviews, leverage email marketing for sales, and boost conversion rate by 9.2%. Download the ebook for free at flowing.com/slash UGC. Today, we'll actually focus on how to optimize your abandonment card emails, how to make them better, and how to make them convert better. Welcome to Email Einstein, a podcast by Floium. It's time to start honing your inner marketing Einstein. Tune in for the data-driven tips that'll make you a marketing genius. Here, you'll find email marketing formulas and tips straight from the brilliant mad scientists at Floium. It's time for your emails to start earning more money. It's time to unleash your Einstein. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Email Einstein. Vera and Elisa here. We are two email marketers at an email marketing agency called Floium. We are so passionate about email marketing, and because we love what we do, we want to share our insights with you. Floium is one of the fastest growing email marketing agencies in the world. We specialize in providing a premium, full-service e-commerce email marketing experience for all of our clients. Our service is tailored specifically for your business and is designed to to help increase your online retail revenue by 20 to 50%. Those are big numbers and we're being serious. <laughs> we <laughs> deliver the right message to the right person at the right moment. And that's what we're all about here at Floeum. And today's episode is highly sought after by a lot of our listeners and a lot of our clients. So take it away for us, Vera. Oh yeah. Hi everyone. And actually, to be honest, it's not just two of us today. It's three of us, me, <laughs> Alisa, and baby Henry. So he will be with us. He's actually right now with Alisa. He's listening to the podcast, uh, behaving very well. He's probably sleeping right now, but uh, he looks yeah. just like a little baby bear, you know? I'm just like, I wish we had our cameras on right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, <laughs> love having her little co-host. <laughs> so guys, yeah, the topic of today's podcast, it's actually very interesting. And that's the definitely the highly requested topic. Start sending emails that generate revenue on autopilot. Our step-by-step -step course will show you how to create highly engaging email automations that can add up to 50% to your revenue. Check it out at flowing.com LC. Here's something that you probably didn't realize, Alisa, and tell me if you knew that or not, but I just learned it from one of Clavia blocks. Like during the pandemic, some people have developed this like new way of killing time. That's like going to e-commerce sites, placing stuff in their shopping carts, and then like leaving or logging off. It's like basically the 20. 20 or 2021 version of window shopping. That is best. hilarious. That's very funny. I have never done that myself, but that's funny. Oh gosh, I have. I have. <laughs> it's not like I plan not to purchase, but I usually just go and place something into my cart like just in case, just in case I like change my mind or something. So, and especially during the pandemic, I started doing it more often. So I'm <laughs> definitely one of those virtual window shoppers. <laughs> That's for sure. But actually, uh, there are like a bunch of different reasons why consumers abandon their carts and like from being scared of uh, the shipping payments to simply wanting to compare their options to maybe they're just like window shoppers like I am sometimes. Mm -hmm. But if done right, you'll be able to successfully turn those like almost customers into 
buyers into your actual shoppers. Now, when it comes to abandonment cart flows, and we talked about the abandonment cart uh, flows in, I think it was episode number five, mm-hmm. we already sort of covered um, like the proven abandonment cart email tactics. But when it comes to abandonment cart automations, it's not like set and forget. It's not like you've created it once, then you like leave it and it works for you happily ever after. Unfortunately, this is not how it works. I mean, most people, that's exactly what most people do, but you, they don't realize how much opportunity is they are are, like how much can be like tweaked and improved and uh, how much you can actually improve your conversions rates mm-hmm. for each of that emails and get the most of, out of the abandonment cart automations when you know like how to tweak things. So today we'll actually focus on how to, on the optimization. We'll talk a lot about uh, how to optimize your abandonment cart emails, how to make them better and mm-hmm. how to make them convert better. Yeah. But before we go there, we have like a bunch of cool little strategies. But before we go there, Alisa and Henry, <laughs> what are the pro tip of the week? So our pro tip of the week, and we've kind of touched base on this a little bit um, in the past, but our pro tip of the week is get personal, specifically when it comes to the abandoned cart emails. So obviously, and again, because we've talked about this so much in the past, personalizing emails is one of the things that we strive for with our clients when it comes to the strategies that we create, again, specifically for emails. And personalization is especially important when it comes to your automations. Obviously, because the abandoned cart flow is one of the top revenue generating flows, and clearly one of the flows that gets the most action, you want to make sure that you don't forget to personalize it. And how do how do we do that, really? The dynamic product block option in Clavio gives you as the creator of an email the opportunity to incorporate the living breathing cart that the customer has actually abandoned into your emails. So make sure that you don't miss out on that opportunity because telling a customer that they abandon a cart goes an inch, but telling the customer what's in the cart when they that they've abandoned and leading them directly back to that cart goes the extra mile. So the personalization factor is so so key in Mm -hmm. the abandoned cart emails. And there are other ways to personalize those emails that we'll get into as we go throughout this episode, but just make sure that you don't forget that. Obviously, it's a little difficult to personalize with their name because more often than not, these are new customers. All they've put in is their email address. So their Klaviyo profile doesn't quite exist yet. But with that being said, there are ways to target those customers directly without having to address them by their first name. So get personal. That's our pro tip of the week for this specific episode. And I'm really glad this is the pro tip of the week because we're going to talk a lot about personalization because believe it or not, abandonment card flows can also be personalized and they can be tweaked a lot. So here is the first thing that you can optimize. A-B test your delays. Mm -hmm. So this is the first like strategy slash recommendation. And to be honest, it's an easy one that you can test out. Gosh, I don't know. Today, it takes like two minutes to set it up, but the difference can be big. So there are a lot of like variables to tweak in order to get the most of your conversions from your abandonment cart emails. But as with most triggered emails, like timing is probably one of the most important variables here. And when it comes to abandonment cart emails, there are two things that are important here. So first of all, your email should land customers inbox before they buy from 
from someone else before they have time to think twice about purchasing from your competitor or changing your, their mind about purchasing this product at all. So your email should land customers inbox before they buy from somewhere else. At the same time, though, you want to avoid hard selling. So you don't want to be like too, too pushy and like send the email like a minute after they left the website. Maybe they just got the message from their grandma in the messenger and, and you're already like bombarding them with the email. So that's a bad practice. Don't <laughs> don't be one of those brands. Let's not call names, okay, H&M. But uh, <laughs> your abandonment card email, it's basically the reminder email. And the first one of the sequence, it's usually generates the most revenue. Now, what is the good delay? Well, we recommend to start anywhere from like one hour to up to four hours, believe yeah. it or not. So one hour, it's like a popular practice, I'd say. And for most brands, it works. So you can start from something as little as 60 minutes. We would not recommend going any lower than 60 minutes by sending an email right away. You're risking like irritating your potential customers. So don't yeah. be one of those brands. Now, how to do the A-B test? You can test out, for example, usually we call it A-B test and not A, B, C, and D, because usually we compare just like two options. So we compare, for example, one hour delay versus two hour delays. We let it run for, I don't know, for two weeks, for one week, depends on how much traffic go through your sequence. And then we pick the winning option and then we can take it one step further and test like three hours versus four hours and yeah. to see which one performs better. And I was actually really surprised to see that this one hour rule, it does not necessarily work for all of the brands. Mm -hmm. For some brands, I was surprised to see that three hours delay or four hour delay performed better. And I was actually shocked to see that because it almost sounds like counterintuitive. I mean, who still like checks their emails four hours after they have placed something into their card. But I've noticed, and I don't know if it's like with all of the brands, but with some brands for older people, the brands for people in like their 50s and 60s, this four hour delay for some reason works like magic. Wow. And on the other hand, for like, I work with a lot of brands for like younger, younger people like Gen Z um, and mill millennials, like for them, one to two hours is like a good, good delay. Mm -hmm. But again, you have to test everything out. And one thing that we also recommend to do in that first email, um, the delay is important, but also just remember that that when you send that first email of the sequence, make sure that your message isn't pushy. So it's not just the timing itself, but also the copy, the design, and the entire message. Yeah. The sequence, and especially the first email of the sequence, should be focused more on like helping and not selling. Of course, you want to make money with the sequence. It's a no-brainer. Of course, you want to convert those people. But I mean, your focus should be a bit different. So helping and not selling. And because of this, your first email should aim to maybe answer if your customers have some technical difficulties or maybe ask them if they had any like issues with a payment or something like that. So basically you have to address all of those like concerns and possible reasons why they have abandoned their cart in this sequence. So that's something to test out as well, your message. But uh, yeah, the first strategy, A-B test delays, you wouldn't believe how big of an impact such a little thing as delay can have on your revenue. Yeah, it's true. And I remember one of the one of the account managers that we work with, Matt, he tested 
like a very small difference between two. He did an A-B test for the delay for the abandoned cart. For some reason, I swear he did like 15 minutes versus an hour or it was something like crazy like that just because of like the way that the business runs. And for whatever reason, like the hour, I think it was, I can't remember which one won, but there was like almost triple the amount of revenue Mm -hmm. generated from that initial email versus the other Mm -hmm. just because of the delay. Nothing else changed. So with the time delays, it is really important to test them because there is so much more revenue that you could be making that you're leaving out on the table. And it's such a simple thing and Klaviyo simplifies it so much. Other email sending platforms simplify it too, but it's just, it's really worth the test. So yeah, that's a good one. It's like literally one minute, one minute to set it up. It's so easy, like... Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Henry I'm definitely not probably a, can set it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not I'm not a Clavio pro, but I can do it. So if I can do it, anyone can do it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so moving on to number two, this one's kind of split up into two different optimization sort of uh, strategies. One is to segment your abandoned cart flow by cart size, and the other is to do so by cart value. So I'll kind of hit one, I'll target one and then talk about the other. So when we segment by cart size, what we're doing is we're deciding what other supplementary information we can plug into the abandoned cart emails. So this goes along with that personalization factor that I was mentioning in the pro tip earlier in this episode. So if a customer has added three or more items into their cart, and just as a note, three isn't a magic number, it's just what we've seen historically work, it's likely that that customer is more invested into making the purchase. So you now have an opportunity to upsell or cross-sell the items that they added into their cart originally. What I would recommend doing is doing one or the other, And again, this is based on what makes sense for your business specifically. So let's talk about those two options. When you upsell, what you're basically doing is you're taking the customer selection into consideration and adding to their cart. So for example, if someone puts a mattress in their cart, our famous (laughs) mattress example, what you could do is you could upsell a sheet set to complete the purchase. And you've most likely seen this with a lot of different brands like Macy's, probably with H&M. I've never signed up for their emails, but I'm guessing so. It works usually really well with retailers in the fashion industry. You get emails all the time that say like, hey, this was in your cart. Complete the look by adding this. Mm -hmm. And usually what it has is it has these complementary items to the original item that you placed in your cart that you wanted to purchase. So that's one really solid way to personalize the email, but then also segment by cart size is upselling. The other option is to cross sell. When you cross sell, you're basically giving similar offerings to what the customer originally wanted that may be a better fit. So for example, going back to that mattress example, if they originally put a box spring mattress in their cart, you could show them a memory foam mattress as the memory foam might be something closer to what they were originally wanting to purchase, that sort of thing. So you're basically offering the same kind of product, but just a different version of it to see if maybe that's something that's closer to what they're wanting. Because it could be Mm -hmm. that someone put the box spring mattress in their cart and then they started browsing on other websites and they were like, oh, well, I want a memory foam mattress actually. And now you're sending them an email showing them a memory foam option. It just, it helps. And it also makes the customer feel like you're reading their mind, which is kind of (laughs) creepy, but also very cool. So that's segmenting by cart size. Now your other option here is to segment by cart value. And in this kind of strategy, you have an opportunity to segment out your potential high rolling customers. These are the ones that are willing to spend more money with you. Okay, I hate 
hate saying this because it seems so like snobby and stuck upish, but you're most likely going to be treating your high rolling customers differently than other customers. If you think about like when these VIP shops that you walk into, so like for example, Gucci or Prada or Louis Vuitton, the customers that are in there and are seriously going to purchase something and make a big purchase, they're usually taken to the back. They're shown the newest launched products. They're usually given a glass of champagne. They're asked if they want to stay for lunch. They're treated differently because they're going to spend more money. It is what it is. Mm -hmm. And again, I hate it, but it makes sense, especially from a marketing perspective. So obviously, because you would naturally treat these people differently, you want to do the same thing in your email sequences. So perhaps at this point, what you would do is you would offer them more time to think about their potential purchase by delaying that initial email by a day instead of a couple of hours or a few hours, because the value is so high, the person naturally needs to think about their purchase a little longer. It takes me personally anyways, a lot more time to think about me spending $500 than it does me spending $5. There's a big difference there. Mm -hmm. The other thing that you could do is you could even consider offering a higher discount to these people, obviously because of the value of their cart is higher. And the value of the cart being higher is typically higher than your average order value. This is information that you can get either in Klaviyo or you as a business owner should probably know this information about your business. But so an example of this is we actually have a client internally that asks to set up a sales call with a customer when their order value is above a certain amount. This gives that company an actual opportunity to personally speak with the potential customer and offer a white glove service to them. Now, these people, they sell furniture and the furniture is extremely high value. It's very, very expensive furniture. So when someone is purchasing furniture over $3,000, they send an email saying, hey, this is your um, direct contact to our company. Please set up a time with us so we can chat with you about how we can provide a a white glove surface to you. And also if there are any potential discounts that we can offer you on this specific product. So again, it's just a way to personally get in touch with those high rolling customers. And they're just treated differently, which again, it's important to do with the people that are going to spend a lot of money with your company. So mm-hmm. those are your two segment slash personalization options is to either segment by cart size or cart value. And that is strategy number two on your optimization front. And I, I really love that example, Alisa. I didn't even know we were doing that Um like a white glove service call yeah. to VIPs, but it makes yeah. so much sense, especially when you're selling like such expensive products. Yeah. Just like you mentioned, like $5 purchase versus 500 is not the same. And usually yeah. even like the decision takes, takes it takes more to convert that kind of customer. So it makes a total sense. For sure, for sure. No, and like, I I need a new laptop. It's taken me like nine months to think about buying a new laptop and I still haven't bought a new laptop. (laughs) I needed a a Bluetooth keyboard and it took me 30 seconds to find one on Amazon and purchase it. You know, so it's very... Two very different kinds of purchases that take a very Same. different amount of time. Same. <laughs> and I really love that example of like upselling and completing your look that mm-hmm. you had in the cart. And I think Amazon does it well most yes. of the time, you know, like at yep. the bottom, like people often purchase like this and that together. Actually, they just got me on that, like literally before really? we just hopped on to record this. So I, I'm ordering this like Amazonian bentonite clay um, so that you can make like these apps home masks whatever it is it's supposed to be a a miracle worker so i was like great Uh so i added it to my cart and then they were like 
oh, you should also look at purchasing this because people who purchase this purchase this. And it's like a mask making set. So it comes with like mm. a little bowl, a little spatula, the mask, um, like a, what's it called? The mask applicators with like measuring, little measuring cups all like together. And it was like $7. And I was like, Ugh. oh yeah, of course I'm going to buy this. That makes perfect sense. How am I going to make my mask? So then I added that. And then they were like, oh, but you should also buy these towel headbands so that you can wrap your head back <laughs> and it doesn't get in the mask. And I was like, wow, like, that's genius. I should get that. Makes and then sense. I was like, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. I'm going way <laughs> overboard here. A purchase that was supposed to be $10 like is now turning yeah, to $45. They <laughs> so, nail it, honestly. Yeah. Not, not all the time. I remember I was purchasing this water bottle and they were like, oh, people often purchase this um, photo frame with the water bottle. I was like, really? <laughs> do they though do, do they, they actually though? do they actually but actually as an amazon seller you can set up this like recommendations like purchase together like mm -hmm. when we were selling the the maps on amazon so my husband he had both maps and frames so you could sort of oh. like recommend like upsell so here's if it's like the same brand if not amazon would sort of like upsell like other brands which is totally work for me as a customer as well mm -hmm. but sometimes those like recommendations just like don't make sense <laughs> yeah no that's funny that's very funny yeah but i mean i i wish we all could be like amazon because their segmentation is on point yeah yeah it really okay is. Yeah. And another one, since we started talking about the upselling and products, the third way to improve your abandonment card is to actually segment your abandonment card by product. And uh, I'll explain what I mean in a second. So we all love good segmentation here at Floium. That's mm -hmm. something that we talk about all the time. And yep. segmenting your abandonment card emails goes hand in hand with personalization. So that's just something that Yolisa talked about at the beginning of the podcast and how important it is to deliver that personalized experience to your customer. Now, you can segment your email, your card based on how much they have, they plan to spend or like how many products they have in their card. But just think about about segmenting your sequence based on what they have in their cart. This is a very, very powerful tool. So here is one of the examples that we had with my clients. So back in the day, I worked with this apparel brand. We we're selling clothing, um, like active wear for women and for men. So what we did at the beginning, we just had one abandonment cart email sequence standard for everyone, just like a generic, uh, here's something you left in your cart sort of email. But then we thought about dividing them into different sequences, one sequence for men, one sequence for women. And the third one, we just kept that original one, the generic one. And people who have placed both men and women apparel, they went like into their cart, they went into that like third generic sequence. You wouldn't believe how much of a difference we've seen in those like conversions, open rates, and especially like click-through rates. So it worked magic for us, honestly. And you can do a split based on collections too and stuff like that. But you can even take it one step forward and create a Benman Cart email series just around different 
product categories or different products. So this is a great way to highlight some of the unique features your products might have. For example, maybe you are a brand who are selling, I don't know, maybe you have five SKUs or 10 SKUs, but out of all of that product, you have one hero product. So product why people are actually coming to your website. And most businesses, they have this like one or two best, best, best sellers that convert really well and stuff like that. So just like a scenario, if someone have placed that like super supplement that is your hero uh, product into their cart, why not create the entire email around that supplement, highlighting benefits of the product, highlighting maybe some testimonials or some customer stories on how that particular product have changed their life. This will feel much more personalized, much more relevant, and you will not be hitting your customer with good old, you left this random thing in your cart. So that's actually uh, the strategy that many brands are using. And it doesn't mean that for each and every product, you will need to have like a separate sequence. But if you have those hero products, why not create some sort of emails that are specifically highlighting the benefits of that specific product? You can also play with a copy. You can also do uh, maybe um, some image heavy templates. You can do wonders with that email. And believe me, it will be your high money maker. Yeah, I like that. I love that. Highlighting the actual product itself is super important. I know we do it a little bit in like the post-purchase flow and on occasion. And a lot of the time we do it in the welcome series too. But these kinds of emails go such a long way when you're actually explaining Mm -hmm. the benefits of the product. So that's huge. Definitely, definitely very important. Yeah, I love it. Okay. And then our very last optimization strategy for the abandoned cart, basically separating or creating abandonment cart flows based on whether the person is a repeat or a first time purchaser. Mm, That's a good one. Yeah, this is a huge, huge, huge one. Um, One of our major priorities when creating emails is making sure that we're addressing the correct audience with the correct messaging. Obviously, we talk about this at the intro of every single podcast, deliver the right message to the right person at the right moment. But Honestly, this is kind of like marketing 101, so I'm not really going to harp on it too much. But why would you ever talk to a returning customer like it's their first time shopping with you and vice versa? You wouldn't. You would never. Mm -hmm. That's just really bad marketing. So with that being said, it's really important to take that same approach with your abandoned cart strategy. As you further optimize your abandoned cart flow, you need to consider taking it to the next level by creating one separate for your first time customers and one separate for your repeat customers. So what's the main difference between the two? And we've mentioned this many times before, including in last week's episode number 36. It costs you five times more to acquire a new customer than it does to retain a current customer. Mm -hmm. The abandoned cart flow that's geared towards new customers is going to require a lot more convincing and probably some extra special offers to get the conversion that you're actually looking for. The abandoned cart flow geared towards your repeats, I mean, it's not guaranteed that they'll actually purchase from you every time, but you have a lot less convincing to do now that they've purchased your product at least once and they've shown pretty strong interest in doing so again. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna provide an example template of what your first time versus your repeat customer abandoned cart flows would look like. We're basing this off three emails. It's short and sweet and to the point. So email number one will be a cart reminder. Email number two will be initial offer with a deadline. And then email number three will be that initial offer deadline reminder. So let's 
focus on email number one. For new customers, you probably wanna include some social proof or user-generated content to show that your product is legit. Let's be real here, user-generated content goes a really long way. And you might even want to include a brief introduction to your brand if they haven't been through your welcome series yet. These kinds of add-ons can be super short and sweet, and they should be because you want your email to be very to the point, helpful, concise, and yeah, to the point. (laughs) Um, For your repeat customers, a simple reminder in most cases will do for their cart reminder. You could even remind them that they've purchased before and they love the product and that's why they're coming back for more. You could go to along the lines of something a little more helpful like an FAQ or asking them if they need anything, do they need to contact customer support, anything like that. So that would be email number one and kind of the main difference between new customers and then your repeat customers. For email number two, that initial offer with a deadline, what you wanna do is for new customers, you probably want to consider offering your best entry promotion. Would it be buy one, get one, 50% Mm -hmm. off, buy one, get a freebie? Whatever it is, you wanna make sure that it's super enticing and captivating and it's going to help convert that initial purchase from that new customer. For repeat customers, there's a chance you might not even want to offer any promotion in this email. You might just keep it straight to the cart reminders and add a sense of urgency instead, like this item is in stock now, but it won't be around for much longer, something like that. If you do go down the route of promotion, you must make sure that it's different from your first time buyers. Nothing is worse than your customers predicting promotions and not purchasing because they're waiting for a sale. (laughs) And even though with the initial abandoned cart flow that we incorporate, we make sure that people who have purchased from that flow aren't in the flow again for 30 days. Customers remember. <laughs> Our oh, customers yeah. are not dumb. They remember what these pro- what these promotions are. So making sure that you're just keeping them different. And it's definitely not a best practice on how to train your customers either, which is training them to wait for a promotion. That's also the worst. And then with regards to email number three, this is the initial offer deadline reminder. This is kind of a rinse and repeat sort of deal. So whatever you do for email number two, whether it's for old or new customers, just make sure that this email is more of a follow-up to ensure that they got the memo and they aren't going to miss out. So for the new customer, if it's that 50% off, then this email is basically reminding them of the 50% off and that they have a deadline to make the most of it. And then if it's just an urgency reminder from email number two, you could add a follow-up email for your repeat customers. You could just leave it if you wanted to. With repeat customers, it doesn't have to be the same number of emails. It could just be something that's short and sweet because these people are probably going to be getting these emails more and more. So you wanna make them a little more generic if possible. But that's typically how you would address a repeat customer versus a first-time purchase. Again, just making sure that you treat these people differently because the new customer is obviously new, so they don't know a lot about your brand or a lot about your product. And the repeat customer is obviously repeat. They are old, (laughs) not -hmm. necessarily old in age, but just older with your company. So they know who you are. They know what you're all about and they know that you have a good product, which is why they abandon their cart again in the first place. So mm-hmm. um, that is your optimization strategy number four. And I feel like that's one of the mistakes that um, especially new uh, e-commerce entrepreneurs and business owners are doing. They hit people with the same abandonment cart emails over and over again. Mm-hmm. So you just mentioned about um, having that 30 days sort of like window for abandonment cart. Yep. So once the person went through the flow, do not send the same person through the same flow within the 30 days. And I had one client, he wanted to do this. He was like, 
seven days is a good window. I was like, mm, no, let's not do this. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I convinced him to not do that because just like you mentioned, yes, people do remember. Like I'm one of those customers. I, I know that some brands, they do this abandonment card discounts and I never purchase without the discount. I just place my order into the cart and then wait for like four, eight hours sometimes. And then yeah. I get my discount and only after that I purchase. So people... Yeah. They are not. They are not dumb. <laughs> I mean, treat treat your your customer like they know you and you know them. So like, just like remember this. And uh, that was a good one. That was a really really good strategy. Repeat versus first time buyers. That's yeah. a big one. Yeah, and it's one that I think we often forget. You know, we think, mm-hmm. oh, the automations will just kind of set it and forget it, like we talked about on last week's episode. But it's not mm-hmm. really the case. We have to be very uh, vigilant about who is viewing those emails and yes. when they're viewing those emails. So, definitely yes. very important, guys. Thank you so much for joining us for today's episode. Please don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. If you do have any questions at all that you'd like us to feature on our podcast episodes, make sure that you send them in at flowem.com slash ask. We are always more than happy to address any questions that you may have, whether it's talking about something specific that you're, you're curious about or answering a question about a topic that we've discussed in the past, whatever it is, we're more than happy to get in on it. And also we do have two YouTube videos that we would like to just help promote over to you guys, just in case you're looking for some more background info on abandoned cart. We have one that's called how to create an abandoned cart flow for Shopify in Klaviyo. That will be linked in the description and then also abandoned cart strategy with loyalty program. This is kind of another story altogether, but definitely a very handy video, one that I've watched myself and used for my clients in the past. So again, And that one will also be linked in the description box below. So make sure that you check them out if you do have any other questions on abandoned cart flows. And you guys come back next week because next week we will be talking about email strategies for subscription business. So we'll be talking about all kinds of ways you can use email marketing to help your subscription-based clients. So from like client acquisition and turning your regular customer into paying subscribers to engaging with your existing subscribe and save members and what to do with people who have unsubscribed from your list. So we'll cover it all. Yeah. Don't forget to come back next Tuesday because we have a lot of interesting stuff coming your way. So thank you for listening and we will see you next week. Thank you guys. See you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to Email Einstein. Can you feel that? Your marketing brain just got a little bit bigger. We ask that you please use it wisely. You've got all the theory you need to get out there and start boosting your sales because great emails equals revenue squared. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to claim your free ebook and learn how to drive conversions with UGC in 2024. From fresh ways to use UGC on your website to revenue pooling email strategy. Discover actionable insights to master your UGC game in 2024. Stop missing out. Go to flowroom.com slash UGC and download this ebook for free.